climate change disproportionately affects black people at home and abroad. Mm -hmm. So black people around the world, even if, especially in low-income countries, mm -hmm. are suffering for the choices of people made in the global north. Okay. So we are impacting our own people by the decisions that we make. Yeah. And if we are for our people and if we want to protect our people, then that needs to be taken into consideration in all the choices that we make. So of course we want to jet set, of course we want to be everywhere, but we can't be doing up BLM in the UK and taking flights upon flights upon flights and then in inflicting droughts on uh, a brother or sister in Nigeria or a brother and sister in Sierra Leone. It that doesn't add up in my head. So I think that as we move forward to the future of travel, and that goes for people outside the black community as well, to protect and respect people living in loads of localities. Because if we look at the flights being taken around the world, they're pretty much all from the global north. Hello, it's Yasmin. Welcome to part two of a special edition of the Tripping Podcast to kick off 2021, where we're exploring how we can navigate our future trips in a more purposeful way, the positive impact traveling with purpose can have on our mental health, what changes we want to see in the future of travel and top tips on how to travel more sustainably. Hosted by Soraya from Black Minds Matter, we sit down with three incredible women who'll be breaking down how we can change and make traveling more inclusive, sustainable and purposeful. Joycelyn Longdon, founder of Climate in Colour and AI researcher at Cambridge University. Sasha Kluvitze, lead researcher and contributing editor to the Future of Travel Report. And Lydia Dinga, travel content creator. If you're just tuning in now, listen back to part one where we discuss the nuanced experience of travel when you're a person of colour and what exactly purposeful travel looks like. This discussion, in partnership with Black Minds Matter, deep dives into themes from Trippin's latest comprehensive report on the future of travel, conducted in partnership with University College London. This is going to go to you, Sasha, first. How can we navigate travel in a, in a more purposeful way to create a positive impact on our mental health? I think you just have to think of it in like, is this experience going to be benefit me? How is it going to benefit me? Is putting myself in a situation or in a mm -hmm. different environment actually going to make me feel happier? Would I be able to do what I need to do? And I think that, again, ties with the intersectionality. Like, how does what you're classified as in another country or in another place. I think for me, the way I think about it in terms of like setting intention before I travel is, am I gonna come back refreshed yeah. or educated? Those are like the two pillars. So like, yeah. am I going somewhere to learn about another culture? Do I wanna learn about someone else's history? Do I wanna learn about how other people live? Or like, it doesn't always have to be about education, but am I gonna come back mm -hmm. refreshed? Yeah. So when I come back home, is it going to be a refreshing experience where I'm going to be like, I have grown as a person from that trip. Mm -hmm. And that might be different for everyone, but yeah. I don't see the point in going somewhere, spending money, engaging with other people and not coming back, having felt that. Because yeah. people are really special and travel has impacted the way that I see other cultures, the way that I see other people and the way that I feel that I can interact with other human beings. So I think that 
whilst it might be really there's a lot of pressure to like go to all of like, mm-hmm. the hot spots there are all these specific holidays that like everyone wants to do and especially with like Instagram and people always like showing what it is that they're doing yeah. there does feel like a pressure to like tick boxes of where you need to go yeah. but I think if people kind of resist that urge and think about what exactly they want what they need yeah. what they want to have just a banging life experience just in general that will do way more for your soul than just trying to like tick things off mm-hmm. and maybe not having as much of an mm-hmm. authentic experience in those areas. Right. I want to find out from you guys what a positive impact has been for you on travel and how you maintain your mental health whilst traveling. So we've got, yeah, one positive impact from each of you and yeah, how you all maintain. So I'm going to go to you first, Lydia. Positive impact of travel, I guess for me, it's just being able to see different cultures and assess how they live yeah. and then compare it to how you live and see what changes you can make. Yeah. Like, for example, even being in Jamaica, being in Japan, it's like... No, in fact, let's go for Japan. Japan. Being in Japan and just seeing how much people mind their business. I'm like, <laughs> can we just take a bit of that and input it yeah, into our life in the UK? Can definitely. We just al- There's so much stuff that you learn when you go to different countries that you think, you know what, if we adapted a little bit of that, it could do really good for us. So that's one positive thing, just seeing how others live and seeing how you can better yourself and better your life according to what bits that you see that are good. And also equally, other negative things that you see in other cultures, you might just say, actually, I'm going to make sure that we don't have that around where I'm from or I don't have that in my family or I don't have that as traits when I'm traveling as a traveler. I I guess it just opens your world to so many different things. And then maintaining my mental health, again, is just... When I was in Vietnam, when people were rubbing up my skin, it's yeah. like I remove myself from that situation and I say it's got nothing wow. to do with me mm. as Lydia. Yeah, And exactly. it's just that's your issue that you need to deal with, something that you need to work on. And therefore, that shouldn't affect how I see Vietnam or how I see the country in general just because of that one negative experience. So for me, how I look after my mental health is that for the for the most part, I try and just say you know, it's got nothing to do with me. Like, even the really, really horrible things that happen, because if you take it personally, like, it will ruin the whole trip. It will yeah. really honestly ruin the whole trip. Because mm-hmm. if I was to sit down after that woman literally rubbed my skin, I still had two and a half weeks left in Vietnam. What was I going to do? Mm-hmm. Stay in the hotel the whole time? Or yeah, not leave? True. Like, what was I meant to do? So I just said you know what give it to the plate charge it to the game yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is not great and it's not good to obviously if you can take time to educate someone but then at the same time i'm 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 tired i'm tired of having to tell you as to why you shouldn't touch my skin or rub my skin or touch my hair or like it's it's tiring and so i try as much as possible not to take it personally and just Mm -hmm. understand that some people are just you know backwards yeah and that's yeah. that. <laughs> I thought we all felt that. No, that lot, them last few words, I feel like we all felt that. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Sasha? I definitely think the positive is getting new perspectives. So mm-hmm. perspectives on life, perspective of how I want to live or how or the environment I want to live on. I think in the same way that can be a negative in the sense that I've also had that experience when I've gone somewhere and people want to be touching my skin or pulling my hair or calling their family on FaceTime to be like, hi, I'm with a black person. So in that sense, obviously it's horrible and I hate it. And I like thinking back to it still makes me feel like I'm never going back there again Mm. unless, you know, it's a work trip. But I think at the same time, making that a teachable moment. So although it happened lots of times, it wasn't always done negatively or in a bad way. So there were some people literally were just like, 
I've never had braids. I've never seen someone with braids that looks really beautiful. And of course, that's a compliment. <laughs> but at the same time, they also want to touch. I can be like, should I give this person that experience to have a new perspective in a way where they will see it as I'm a human being and this is part of who I am? So I think that is, again, the negative and how it's flipped. But at the same time, there's other people that just cross the line and that's just like... Mm. yeah. And in terms of, you know, maintaining my mental health in that sense, I just keep it as away from me. <laughs> like, you know, I take the time to know, again, it's not personal and that it's nothing to do with me and just moving myself away from that situation and knowing that if it is getting too much, I always tell myself, if I don't like it, I will just go home. Like, mm. That's always an option. I've chosen to be in that place and I can take myself out of it. Mm. So I also... Definitely there have been times when I'm thinking, oh, I want to go home or let's now move back to wherever we were before that was fun. Let's go back there. So you can always change the perspective. You can change the environment. You can change those things. And that's how I will maintain my mental health in those situations. Yeah. I think the main positives or benefits for me have been, one, learning more about my energy and how I control my energy, mm -hmm. but also learning to be more present in life. Mm -hmm. The amount of experiences I've had abroad where I am so present and my energy seems to be really good and the way that that comes back in terms of interactions with people abroad is just mad and I don't think I get that here. Like I went again on a solo trip to Lake Como and stopped off in Switzerland. The amount of weird experiences I had with people being so kind, it's because I feel like my energy was very open to receiving people and... Yeah, it just kind of, people giving me free things, people having like deep conversations with me, people I'd never met before, shop owners, stall owners. And I think that I've brought that back home in terms of like my interactions with other people and just trying to make sure I'm always present in whatever I'm doing. But also I'm always carrying my energy in a way that is positive and is open for good things. And I don't know that I would have got that without travelling. Yeah. And mental health-wise, I guess mine is in less of a racialized context, but just I always keep a travel journal. Okay. And I love, and that helps me again with being present in, in my travel, which I think helps my mental health in terms of really being immersed in the experience that I'm having mm -hmm. and whatever stresses that are outside of that kind of location are left behind, which means that I can work on my healing wherever it is that I am. Um, and connect more with myself and I feel like that's a big part of travel for me it's how am I connecting with other people and then how does that in turn help my connection with myself and that's why I feel like travel is really healing thank you the next question I, do you know what, I'll be honest with you I kind of feel like we've, we've kind of touched on it it's how white people can ensure that anti-racist practices are upheld in travel too and I feel like the collective thing that I'm hearing is being mindful being intentional doing your due diligence and understanding where you are going. I think my that pet peeve is just, I want the perception of global south or low income countries to change immediately. Okay. I, I think that in white people trying to dismantle their own anti-racism, the perceptions that they have of black people okay. or Asian people, yeah. they need to educate themselves on the places that they're going to before and not just from the standard travel books, okay. because they have a history in colonialism. You know, yeah. back in the day, colonists would write books and say, oh, West Africa, that's white man's grave. Do not go to white man's grave. Okay. So those colonial histories still persist in the way that travel, as you were saying, with the travel media being yeah. um, predominantly white. Those 
narratives are still told. And so I think that people understanding where it is that they're travelling to, the richness of the place that they're travelling to, if it's a place uh, where there are either black indigenous people or Asian indigenous people or Chinese indigenous people, wherever it is that they're going, where it's perceived to be poor or they want to go and be a white (laughs) saviour. I think actually understand where it is that you're going and be open to understand the richness of where it is that you're going and go to respect and invest in that richness. Don't go to take pictures with little village yeah no I hear you I hear you I hear you she said it (laughs) yeah you went there you said good point thank you for making that um really good point actually because you deceased him anyway I'm not going to name celebrities (laughs) we're not we're not going to name them Trippin is a travel platform and community for creative travellers. Head over to www.trippin.world where you can find resources on how to travel sustainably and local guides from our community of creative travellers across 100 destinations worldwide. Right, moving on to COVID-19, Corona, Rona, that little virus that has come in and ruined everyone's plans this year. How has... The perception of travel changed for you mm. since a pandemic and lockdown. I'm going to go to you first, Lydia. Oh my God. I discovered that we have sandy beaches and blue water in this England. I just never knew that was possible. Like, Cornwall is beautiful. You're from there, right? It's so nice. I made my boyfriend drive like 11 hours to Land's End. <laughs> Literally, Land's End. And it was the most beautiful place ever. So for me, COVID opened my eyes to the UK, opened my eyes to travelling in England because beforehand that just wasn't a thing I didn't think that I could have fun (laughs) in the UK (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think I could have fun in the UK that sounds so sad to say but it's it's ironic because again people visit London people visit the UK as destination places so I figured when the airports closed I figured you know what let me see it as a destination as well let me see what it's yeah. all about and end up going to Cornwall, Dorset, the New Forest like <laughs> these beautiful places that I just would never in a million years have considered if it wasn't for lockdown and um yeah so I, I love it. I, it I mean I don't I don't love it but <laughs> yeah. I don't I definitely prefer to be on a beach somewhere in Jamaica yeah. let me make that clear but the beach in Cornwall did very well too it was beautiful gorgeous wonderful <laughs> thank you definitely yeah um tell you guys to go there Pendavanda Beach if you're looking for it my boyfriend's from Cornwall but yeah. there's this place called Bassini near where I live yeah. and in the summer it looks like Greece like yeah. it's just not a, wow. like, it, you feel like you're in Greece so yeah I echo what Lydia says I actually says. I co-signed that as well because before if someone said that I'd be like yeah. <laughs> whatever um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but now having seen it myself it's like okay no fair enough fair enough the UK is it's cute I'll give you that. I think what's good as well, obviously, we have not been travelling and stuff, so the environments have time to recover too. Yes. Which is which is amazing. I think it's more by force than me wanting to. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I still want to get those new experiences. I mean, I definitely haven't explored anywhere else in the UK just because, you know, of COVID. But I think it's just made me more conscious of my health when I am travelling. Yeah. So, like, getting health insurance is definitely something mm. I'll be doing in the future. But, yeah, I mean... Other than that, I don't think my perception has really changed, I guess. No, it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get out of here. <laughs> Again, this is going back to the first part. I know we mentioned about the challenges travelling locally for black people, people of colour in the UK. If you've travelled in the UK this year, have you found any challenges travelling locally? 
The Rain. <laughs> Can I be honest? The Rain. Honestly, um, that's that's my genuine answer. I feel yeah. like the, it's just the weather. It's a bit different. For me, a holiday is somewhere where it's hot. Yeah. Somewhere mm. where I can lay... Maybe maybe not on a beach, but it's holiday... A connotation I have with holiday is heat. So being able to... I mean, travelling in the UK when it's not hot, it's like, it's not the same. But again, yeah. it's a different... It's a different kind of holiday and... Yeah, it's different. It's nice, isn't it? In a, in a different way. I can't say I've not really... I'm not... I'm really... Nobody can relate. It sounds almost like punishment. But no, I used yeah. to spend summers in Somerset. Yeah. And again, I feel like I still had those experiences of, you know, people had never seen black people before and it was just very strange. It wasn't a barrier. It was just something that I thought, oh, I didn't expect to be experiencing that in the UK. So, I mean, I guess it's something... In the future, if I did travel again there, I'd be thinking about that. Okay. Maybe I'd have these weird <laughs> experiences again where people are touching me and, yeah, saying weird things. I think my experience is a little bit different because mm. I've been living in the places that you would probably travel to. Yeah. And so, like, I was locked down for seven months in Cornwall. And I guess my perception is more on, like, the need for more black people okay. to travel in the countryside because it's more an issue with the people that live there. Yeah. Um, but I will caveat that with saying that the Cornish don't like anyone. The Cornish don't like English. So, <laughs> yes, they are racist, but also they... They just don't like anyone. Yeah. Don't feel special. Yeah, really don't feel special. They're, they're going to turn around Linda from, back, from Blackburn. Like, it's not personal. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that the more we show up, and unapologetically show up, Amen. the less issue people are going to have because we are enjoying ourselves out in the countryside. And I guess I have a different perspective just because I love the countryside. I'll probably live in the countryside when I grow up. Grow up. <laughs> How old are you when you grow up? 23. I still feel like a baby. <laughs> um, so I think that the only way that those perceptions can change yeah. of black people in the countryside is if more black people come into the countryside. And I think it's being, yeah, unapologetic in how you travel around the UK. Because we're British. We are yeah, from here, yeah. you know. We don't need to feel like an outsider in our own home. And so we can command the space because we are part of this space. We all pay taxes here, don't we? Mm -hmm. So Unfortunately, reparations. <laughs> yes! Yes. Sorry. <laughs> but I think that we should, this is our land, so yeah. we should travel this land. Thank you. The future of travel. So whenever this pandemic ends, <laughs> hopefully next year. Lydia, what kind of change do you want to see in um, the future of travel? I would follow on from this and say that being a content creator, being someone who creates travel yeah. content online, I think it's important for me to highlight the fact that you shouldn't compare yourself to the people that you're seeing online. Namely, people like me as travel con tra travel content creators. Yeah. This is my job. So I have this list here that I made and I always share it on my Instagram every single time I leave the country. Yeah. Because I want anyone who's following my page, anyone, maybe there might be a 16-year-old who's who's following my page and loves everything that I do and it's like, yeah. I want to be doing things that Lydia does. Yeah, yeah. So Lydia went to... <laughs> Lydia? Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? I went to... Um, 13, 18 different cities, 13 different countries last year in one, in a space of 12 months, in fact, yeah. 11 months. And so if someone's watching that and saying, let me do that, let me go to 18 different cities, let me go to 13 different countries in one year, but are you, are you paying for all of that? Because yeah. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I know I didn't. And yeah. I say that as in a way to make 
you aware that yeah. you shouldn't be trying to live off the hype of what you see online because what you see online is smoke and mirrors. When I'm in, for example, when I went to Bulgaria, all I did was show up. I literally showed up at the airport. I didn't even know which plane, what time. It was just Lydia show up at the airport at this time and that's it. And so if you're then comparing you against all of your faves when they travel to St. Lucia, Barbados, Jamaica, Haiti yeah. and Japan in all one year and you're thinking you're doing all the maths to add it all up and it's coming up to one crazy number. She's probably not even paying that. Yeah. So don't compare yourself to people that you see online and do what you can within your limits. If your spending limit for a holiday is £200, then make that £200 work for you. You don't have to leave the country, as we were saying, to have a good time. Or equally, you can still find fun things to do for yeah. that budget to get that same experience as opposed to wanting to do it because you're seeing your fave do it. Because you see yeah. a video go on holiday seven times a year, nine times a year, whatever it is. Now you want to copy it. Well, how much of that is she actually paying for? So yeah. be mindful of your pocket, budget, look after yourself first and don't be going off the hype of what you see online because online it's all smoke and mirrors, all of it. And, Thank you. And even, even those pictures that you see of someone, or not if someone, of me, all those pictures <laughs> that you see of me when I'm in Greece and you see 30 different banging outfits, they were all taken the same day. <laughs> <laughs> they were all taken on the same day. So you, if you're there, having this unrealistic expectation of yourself having to look cute having makeup on on holiday why do you have makeup on on holiday like that's yeah. coming from someone who this is my job and if it wasn't my job best believe the wig is off the makeup <laughs> is off because I'm on holiday Yeah. so don't feel like things that you're seeing online is what you need to copy and paste in order for you to build up this image like this is work for me remember that always thank um, you yeah and just look after yourself and look after your budget Like, <laughs> thank you look after yourself look after your budget I like that I like that Joycelyn yeah for me I don't think I can look at the future of travel without thinking about the environment and the mm -hmm. climate mm -hmm. and I think this is something that is not spoken as much about in the travel space and needs to become literally the forefront, especially for black people, because climate change disproportionately affects black people at home and abroad. Mm -hmm. So black people around the world, even if, especially in low-income countries, mm -hmm. are suffering for the choices of people made in the global north. Okay. So we are impacting our own people by the decisions that we make. Yeah. And if we are for our people and if we want to protect our people, then that needs to be taken into consideration in all the choices that we make. So of course we want to jet set, of course we want to be everywhere, but we can't be doing up BLM in the UK and taking flights upon flights upon flights and then in inflicting droughts on uh, a brother or sister in Nigeria or a brother and sister in Sierra Leone. It d that doesn't add up in my head. So I think that as we move forward to the future of travel, and that goes for people outside the black community mm -hmm. as well, to protect and respect people living in loads of localities because if we look at the flights being taken around the world they're pretty much all from the global north less so from the global south so i think it's about how can we reimagine travel that benefits everybody in society and that's not to say we shouldn't travel because so many communities around the world especially in low-income countries rely on tourism yeah. as a source of income yeah. but it's how do we do that in a way that is sustainable and it's not sustainable as in, oh, this doesn't emit CO2, but in the long run, in the future, this is going to be something that will benefit all communities um, yeah. and is not just a, you know, impulsive or like one-off experience that benefits one person and oppresses someone else. Thank you. Thank you. And finally, Joycelyn, top tips on how we can travel with more purpose slash sustainability. 
really sit down with yourself before you, you book something and ask yourself why are you yeah. going there, what you want to get out of it, what you want to give back. And I also think that give back is really important to have before you travel. Um, in terms of sustainability, that is a huge access issue. So if you have the privilege, you need to use it's your privilege user. properly. So don't start skimping out if you have the ability to take longer trips or to go by train or to you know take the yeah. best uh, choice possible. If you don't have that accessibility, I think it's looking into ways that you can positively impact the world without being there. So uh, the world of carbon offsetting is a very complex one and a nuanced one. And on my page, I've talked about it a lot. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't just say dash the money and carbon offset. That's not how you should do it. But if there's a way that you can give back through a actual legit, authentic, community-driven carbon offset program yeah. uh, to offset your travel, mm-hmm. then that is an option if you are on a, a tighter budget as okay. well. Amazing. Thank you. I feel like we've had some really like great tips here that people can like put into action as well. They're really actionable from like carbon offsetting and actually, you know, taking um, and being able to impact the environment to supporting black-owned businesses to being more intentional of what you do and understanding about cultures because I think all of these are, are really really important things that maybe if people can't do all of them there's at least one of them that they can do and you know what one thing's better than nothing mm. if anything I've taken from some of you like do you know what I mean like I feel like I can go away myself I do need to be more intentional but I feel like you've given some real food for thought so thank you so much for joining us so Lydia, Sasha, Joyce Lynn we really appreciate it. We've definitely run over time. But <laughs> do you know what? It is what it is. But yeah, that's us and we've come to an end. So yeah, thank you, thank you very me. much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for Woo. tuning in. Wholesome and important conversations to be had. Huge shout out to Joycelyn, Sasha, Lydia and Soraya, Black Minds Matter and The Standard London. This conversation was a deep dive into some of the themes within the Future of Travel report, a comprehensive research report into the future of the travel industry through an intersectional lens. If you'd like to learn more about this, head over to our website, www.trippin.world, where you can download and read the report. My name is Yasmin. This is the Trippin Podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.